All right, peoples. Um, so today I'm sitting here with Camille Friend, the extraordinary, the the legend herself, um, hairstylist. Um, what else? What else about yourself? Hair guru. Hair guru. Hair mogul. Hair mogul. And beautiful black woman. And beautiful black woman. Camille Friend. Hi everybody, how are you doing? Um, so I have a few questions. Well, more than a few, but you know, just quite a bit. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so you're a hairstylist. Yes. And how long have you been a hairstylist? Oh Lord, I got my license in. If I'm, I'm just. This is going to be hard. I got to remember all the right dates. Nineteen. 1987. 1987. In Tempe, Arizona. Tempe, Arizona. Yes, okay. Tempe, Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, Tempe, Arizona, is that where you're from? Or? That's where I'm from. I'm, a, I'm from a, I'm a small town girl. Tempe, Arizona is a suburb of Phoenix. Okay. It's just like right outside of Phoenix. And I grew up in, a, in basically a small town environment. About how many people were in that, in that town? Oh, I mean, I don't know how many now. Now the city's really grown. I would have to really look it up. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty small town, especially when I was growing up. You know, in okay. the '70s and '80s, mm-hmm. it was pretty small town. Okay. Yeah. What made you want to get into um, hairstyle? I'll tell you. I really feel like I was born a hairstylist. Okay. There's nothing I've ever anything else I really wanted to do. Mm. Plus, I'm a third-generation hairstylist. Okay, okay. So, hairdressing is in my family's blood. So, your mother, your grandmother? Well, my grandmother, I have aunts. I mean, I have I have family here in L.A. that mm. do hair. Okay. It just really is something that always comes natural to us. Mm. So... You know, it's always it's always what I wanted to do. I couldn't even imagine doing anything else. Mm. So at an early age, a little girl, you were when, when you were playing with your dolls and things like that, you were doing their hair. Yes, I always knew like I wanted to do hair. I used to run around. My grandmother used to always, you know, one of those women who always had the wigs on the foam heads. And okay. I, my mom has pictures literally of me with the wigs on it's mm. something i always wanted to do and i was always burning up some some doll hair <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> trying to put the curling iron on it and all of okay. that so you know that's something it's always been something i've been attracted to okay 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 um so what led you to california so i was in love okay and i moved to california mm. And um, before I got here, I applied to a couple salons. Like, I applied to, at the time, it was Simply Raw, John Atchison, and I'm trying to think what was the, the last one. I think it was Jose Abair okay. that I applied to, to be an assistant. And John Atchison picked me up at the time. Where are these places located? Where are they well, located? John Atchison basically is like, they call him like the Black Vidal Sassoon. Mm. Back in the day, he was like an artistic director for Vidal Sassoon. Okay. And then when he broke out on his own, he just developed 
that basically like that hair cutting system, but he did it for black women. Mm. And so he opened his own salons. He like he had a salon in New York, he had a salon in LA and other places. So that's what that's what his foundation was. Okay. And so I went to work at I worked to work at John Atchison on Third Street. Okay. And you know, that was a really great neighborhood, you know, especially to have a salon, a mm. very high end salon great clients in it and i learned a lot i learned how to cut mm. and like really cut and learn about hair you know and and all the things around it so it was a really good foundation for me okay so being in love and and, and moving here that yeah. was a it, it was a it was a plus yeah it, it, de- like, okay. it was definitely definitely a plus so you so you moved here with that um you know yes with the relationship but also since you said you know what i've been doing hair right why not go and apply for this place right. so you started as an assistant right definitely started as an assistant plus i'm going to rewind a lot of people don't know this about me when i lived in arizona i was a weaver mm, okay i was a weaver and extensionist okay so it's funny like when you meet people from back home like in arizona mm. people know me as an extensionist and a weaver okay so when they hear what i do they're like what mm-hmm. because i I was known for doing extensions and weaves. That's mm. how that's how I started in the business. Okay. So, mm. yeah. So what you do now in the entertainment business is what you've been doing. Well, I don't do as much extensions and stuff like that now as like I used to. Mm. But you know, like when I came out here, it kind of changed my career. Gotcha. Because I got more into hair cutting, more into color. And, you know, and more into styling. So that's kind of where I, like, hone those those type of skills here. Got you. So basically moving out here, it, it widened oh, what, definitely. It, what you already were doing. Whereas yeah. back there, it was kind of just weaving and extension. Right, so exactly. Just, exactly. Which, 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 which I wouldn't say it's the basics, but it was just kind of like, okay, it's kind of like back in St. Louis. There's right. women back there. That's what they do. Right. And that's it. There's no other need of trying to, you know, uh, you know, cut hair and things of that right. nature and style it. And right, like exactly. You know, it's funny because the woman who I started out with, her name is Joanne Moore, mm-hmm. and she's from Kansas City. Okay. She's okay. a Kansas City girl, okay. and she took me under her wing in Arizona mm. and totally taught me and she was like my first mentor mm. and actually I'm still friends with her to this day and her and she's one of my mother's friends also okay. so you know she was a Midwest girl mm-hmm. you know weaving since weaving to the gods mm-hmm. so and that's how I learned that skill from her okay. but I think it was it was pivotal especially when I think about it now because you know when you work in a film you need an arsenal of things that you know how to do mm-hmm. so I think that was a really good beginning now when I look back on it mm. So it's kind of like, you know, um, it's kind of like God sets up certain things to exactly. be, to, to come to fruition, exactly. and we don't even know it oh, we early do. on. Listen, we we do not know. I'm mm-hmm. like, Jesus, take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. I have, I, I had no idea where my life was going to be because God ultimately had the plan. Exactly. And I... I could never have dreamed what an extraordinary life that mm-hmm. I'm having. Mm-hmm. It's all God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So you, you came out here, mm-hmm. you were an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, how long were you doing that until all of a sudden something kind of Kind shifted? of broke. Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I have like, you know, the total LA story. Came here for love. 
We broke up. How soon? How how soon? Let me get my wine. Make sure this. But yeah, how soon after you were all of uh, you know? That it you was probably like a year. Mm. And you know, I have the sad LA story. You know, my car broke down. Of course, I thought I had so much money saved. I had ten thousand dollars. Ooh, mm. ten thousand dollars in LA is nothing. And so I was working at John, I was working at John Atchison as an assistant. And then like on my days off and weekends, I was working at Fox Hills Mall Mm. at, um, I think, I think it was JCPenney's or is it the Broadway? I think it's the Broadway. We, we, was the Broadway over there in the, in the salon. Okay. So I was. So it was a salon inside. It was, it was a salon inside of the Broadway. So I was doing all of that and being on the bust. And I lived in Burbank. Mm. So get down with that one. <laughs> mm, okay. And okay. I rode the bus for over a year until, really? like, because I was assisting, I didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, like, there was three assistants. And actually, one of them I'm still friends with, um, Warren George. He's a fabulous hairstylist. And we used to go to the Chinese food place and we would get a three item Chinese (laughs) (laughs) special and we would all eat it together. We would all eat it together because that's what kind of times it was. So I know about the struggle. It's Mm. real. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's 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 what makes us great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what makes you appreciate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So so when did the big shift occur to where it was like, okay, you know what? Well, yeah, when you were assisting in the right. yeah. Well, I think there was a couple of big shifts. I'll I'll tell you what I think they were. I think one of the main things that happened to me that was really great, I ended up working for Sebastian and being an educator for them and traveling traveling around and you know, having different places I had to be and doing education, I think that was really, really great. Okay. And also being in their system at the time when Jerry and John Sebastian still owned the company. Like we had intensive trainings. We had we learned haircutting, we learned everything in a very intensive, you know, uh, courses, weekend courses that we took. So that was really to me pivotal in that. Also, I think Working at John Atchison was part of it because you got to be in the mix of a lot of different great black people that are, you know, who were of all kind of different backgrounds, but of a certain caliber. So you got to meet a lot of the right people. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing is, and God bless her, um, my best friend who, who had passed away, her name mm-hmm. is Karen Kimmins. At mm-hmm. the time, Karen worked at Soul Train. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people going through Soul Train, who needed a hairstylist, who need this? I'm doing a video. Next thing I know, uh, Karen was like, uh, can you go do a video? Mm. I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. Mm. So I packed up my little stuff and went down and did a video. A music video. Midi- a music video. Now, so whose music video was it? So, I mean, at the time, like, I had done everybody from, like, Tupac to Bones, Thugs, and Harmony. And, like, I've done Mary J. Blige. Like, did a lot of different videos. Mm. So, videos is kind of, like, where I started in. So, and that was really a great experience because, you know, it's a running gun. You got to do it fast. You got to get it done. So, that that really helped. Mm. And so, 
we did I did a lot of videos, did like death row videos, all kind of videos. <laughs> oh no, did because <laughs> I, I mean row. if I'm gonna tell, I'll tell the truth. Yeah. I was um, also dating um, a guy who was the video chancellor for death row, so that okay. really helped my situation also. Okay. 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 <laughs> and so I used to you. cut I used to cut his hair twice a week, so that really helped my life uh, yeah. also. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now you said the chancellor. He, he was of, that, that's what that's what they called it back in that day. Basically, he did, you know, he ran like the video production of Death Row mm. and, you know, other artists and who they were going to do like videos with. Mm. So that's what he did. So mm. interesting. Uh, just, you know, because, you know, people like to know these things. What right. popular music videos from Death Row were you a part of? I'm trying to think a lot of I mean, a lot of Tupac like um, how California do you, California Love, How Do You Want It, um, Get Money, all those, you know, all, all that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. did did all of, did all of that. Okay. Yeah. So okay, so you were doing all of this, and 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 what got you into film and TV? So I was working at a salon. I had transitioned from John Atchison to another salon, and I was working with. Um, a gentleman named Brian Andrews and he was already in the union. Mm. So, you know, there was a lot of people. He had a very interesting mix of clientele. He had industry people. He had like, he had the jazz musician guys all coming through. So all, all the guys who kind of were in the jazz circuit, all the guys who were, um, even some, some of the most, to this day, some of the most famous studio musicians, mm. he did all of them. Mm. So he had a very interesting clientele. Like, you know, all these different artists came through. Mm. So long story short, literally, it was like a dream. Got a call. They were looking for somebody to come help on a movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Camille, you can do it. They need somebody to go curl all these wigs. You love to curl. I'm a curl queen. I love to curl hair. I can curl all night. So I was like, packed my little stuff and went down. And my first movie I did was like Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence and Lynn Whitfield. And basically, I went down to help a friend of mine. We're still friends, Louisa Anthony, to curl up all Lynn Whitfield's um, wigs. Mm. So next thing I know, we're curling and doing our thing. And then everybody starts whispering. They're like, this movie's going to go union. This movie's going to go union. I didn't know what the union was. I didn't know nothing about it. All I know is I needed $3,500. So I was really, I was working hard. So I, because I was doing the movie, I was doing Sebastian, and I was doing, I was doing the salon. Because I was like, I had to get my hustle on. I didn't really know what the union was, but I knew I wanted to get in it. So you were doing these three things mm-hmm. all... all at the same time. Okay. So that's, and that's really how that happened. Mm. So do you remember how soon into the movie did everybody start saying, oh, this is going union? I can't remember. Like, And for those I that, mean, people that don't know, what oh, is yet. the union? What is the union? Okay. So what the union is, is like. Basically, there's two unions. So there is for, let's say, from Texas all the way to California. That's kind of the territory for which we call is Local 706. And that's what I'm a member of. So it's the Local 706 Hair and Makeup Union. In order to work in film and television, you have to be in the union. 
and then from you know Texas all the way to New York on over that would be 798 which is another hair and makeup union and that's their jurisdiction from about that that's their kind of territory mm. um so in order to work a movie that's in New York, you have to be a part of that union, or can you be part of 706? You can, but there's special circumstances, and there's a lot of stuff that goes yeah. in between. But you can, but it's it's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. It's like the the union has to approve you working in their territory. There's different. There's a lot of little minute little rules yeah. that are all in there. So yeah. 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 Okay. So. Thin line between love and hate. Yes. He was on the scene with Martin Lawrence right. and all that. So, boom. The movie ends up going union. Boom. Then what happens? Boom. So, <laughs> basically, this is crazy. So, there was a young lady who was working on Thin Line Between Love and Hate. She was a day player. And that's a day player is somebody who, like, works one day or two days, just a couple days. We call them day player actors. So I did her hair, and her name was Simbi Kali. Her name is Simbi Kali. We're mm. still friends. And she was like, Camille, I did this pilot for NBC, and, it, and they're doing the show, and they said that I could bring a hairstylist. Mm. I was like, word? Mm. So, I mean, I, you know, and I said, okay, well, here's my number. Call me if they really can bring somebody. I said, because now I'm in the union. Mm. So she calls me. I had no idea. Next thing I knew, I'm working on basically a show that's called Third Rock from the Sun. Okay. And in that process, I was working on one of NBC's top rated shows, nominated for Emmys, mm-hmm. and I had a great ride for six years okay. on Third Rock from the Sun. So that's called Third Rock from it's the Sun? It's called Third Rock from the Sun. Okay. And it was, um, the stars of it was John Lipgall okay. and um, Jane Curtin. Okay. And, you know, it just turned out to be a great, great, you know, experience for me. And I bought my first house then. (laughs) I was like 26 years old. Wow. So that was six years, six seasons. Six seasons. Now, when it's six seasons, is that six years? Well, you could say technically it's six years. Mm -hmm. Technically it's six years. Yeah. Mm. So while you were working that show, were you working any other things, or there was? Oh yeah, one thing I was really fortunate when I got into, I call it the TV click. A lot mm. of those girls like really took me under their wing, so I was like fortunate enough to be like I would bounce around. I was working on different shows. I was working on like Sybil. I was working on Roseanne. Mm. I was bouncing around working on different shows. Like I worked, what's I worked um, Malcolm Eddy. Mm. Like I just, you know, was working a lot of different shows. And the girls who work TV, we all worked each other. Wow. It's kind of like a little, a it's click. like, it's a little click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still a click. Mm-hmm. It's still a click that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So we we worked all those shows together for especially years. when people know that you do good work right and that you know what i'm saying okay yeah this person's cool we're good right so we hey girl i got something over here exactly you know what I'm saying? exactly how much it is exactly how many days or whatever mm-hmm. exactly so you did that on for six years so what led you to become um the opening for a department head that title what well, was your first department head let me say this. I After I did TV, at the end of Third Rock, I was asked to do, I think that was, I might have the order wrong, but I was asked to do an Eddie Murphy movie. Okay. 
So I went with um, Irma Kent and oh, yeah, Irma's Pasadena Irma. She's she is a legend in our business. Mm. Irma Irma took me under her wing, and I did. I think it's Doctor Doolittle too with her. Okay. And then we ended up after that, like my first movie out of town I did was Eight Mile. You did Eight Mile? I did Eight Mile. The department head on Eight Mile? No, I wasn't the department okay, head. Was I was her key. Okay. So I think the really important thing is to know is that even when I was doing TV, most of the time I was a key. And I was learning how to be a good key because mm-hmm. being a key is really important because you're there to support your department head. Mm-hmm. and. Like, especially now that I am a department head, a good key is worth everything. So I was king that time in all those times. And I learned a lot by, I learned a lot king and just really being able to support my department head, just anticipate what she's thinking about or what we need as a department. It's really, really important. Like people think key, a key is, is the backbone of the department. Mm -hmm. It's a really important job. So you were doing uh, like was it was it Brittany Murphy? I was, was doing her? Brittany Murphy. Brittany's really like Brittany's the, probably the second talent that was very transitional in my life. Mm. Is um, when I met Brittany, she was on her way up. Mm. So I had a great ride with Brittany. You mm. know, that was like one of the first times like I got to fly on the private jet mm. and be flown around like on the Sony jet and. Mm and be picked up by a limo to go do her. And I had like really great experiences with her and Mm. doing magazines. Cause at the time she was really a big star. Mm. So I had a really great ride with with that young lady and Mm. had a good time with her. Uh, with the uh, Makai Pfeiffer's dreads. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was a now, whole How was thing. that? Because he had a low haircut. And no, he has a low haircut. I'll tell you, that was really interesting because, you know, they weren't sure about the dreads and he wasn't sure. And we had gotten all these, Irma had ordered all these different dreadlock wigs. <laughs> and we actually ended up getting a custom wig from somebody. Who was that that we got that custom wig from? Somebody had a custom dreadlock wig, and that was the wig that fit his head. <laughs> so, and then we it did. Fit on, it fit on, looking back, you know, on it, you know it. so it fit his head, and it was so funny because at first, Mikhail's like, "I don't want to wear it." Now we were in Detroit, and it had gotten cold, and I remember he was like, "Man." I'm sure glad I got this wig on because mm. that wig kept, kept him insulated mm. and we did a lot of nights on it. So it was funny, like he, he started loving that wig uh, yeah. that we put on his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, 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 what was the reason for the, the, the dreads for that role? You know, if I'm not mistaken, the actual, I can't think of the character's name right now. Oh, let me look at, I can't think of his name right now. The actual, because a lot of it, I mean, 8 Mile is based on Eminem's life. Right. So the character that Mackay played. The guy, was that, Proof. He's Proof. Mm-hmm. And Proof, I think if I'm not mistaken, Proof, did Proof have dreads? I want to say he did. You know what? Matter of fact, he had dreads back in the day. Exactly. Right. So that's part of the reason why gotcha. he wanted him to have it. Gotcha. And the woman I was thinking of earlier the singer because I don't want to just she is a phenomenal singer 
Mickey Howard is the one who you know, used to all the time. Mickey Howard used to always come in the salon, and what a phenomenal singer, and what a really nice lady. And we used to get to hang out with her a lot. Yeah, yeah. I you know it's funny when you had mentioned that when you were guessing, yeah. I was thinking of her name. Yeah. So, Eight Mile was my first movie out of town. Okay, your first movie out of town. Yeah. How did that feel to be able to leave the city? In you know you in the union doing what you love to do the making the money that you were making. Well, I wasn't making that much then. Okay. But I was making a good wage. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, I've always been about the work. Mm -hmm. I never focused on the money. Right. Like I like it never was what I want to do. I always for me I always want to be the best. Mm -hmm. Like I have a very type A personality. Mm -hmm. And you know all that song, like all I want to win, 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 mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's Camille. Okay. I always wanted to win and do my best. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just, it was great. I was getting out of town, but it was like such a weird time. 9/11 had just happened. Mm. We flew a week after 9/11. Okay. So it was a little scary. Mm. Like what was gonna happen? Everything, you know, it was a very unstable time mm. so going to Detroit everybody was really on edge mm. so it was nice to be doing a film and being very well insulated kind of not you know paying attention to what was going on but it was just a really great you know a really great place to be mm -hmm. and then also um, our director for 8 Mile I mean he's actually he just recently died his name is Curtis Hansen okay a visionary, a really great director, and like I'm just so glad I had the opportunity to work with him. Mm. He was outstanding. You know what's, what's dope looking back on that movie is that you can feel from the way the movie looked, you can mm -hmm. feel you can feel the coldness. Oh yeah. Like you can tell, like yeah, it was cold because the way that the movie was filmed, the way it looks is like. No, I mean it, it was freezing. I'll tell you. Mm. Plus it was. It was funny. I was dating a guy in New York who was a cameraman. Mm. His name was Alan Brown. God mm -hmm. rest his soul. Alan mm. died two years ago. Oh, and I knew nothing about the cold. So literally, he took me to the store mm. and got me all dressed up in my little, all my little outfits. He mm. was like, you wear all of this and you won't be cold. Mm. I remember I used to come out like the Michelin man. Yeah. But I didn't get sick. I wasn't cold. And, you know, it was actually, it was actually perfect mm. that I was working in Detroit and I had a boyfriend in New York. He could fly in every other week and see me. So wow. it all worked out. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's tight. So working on these films, um, you know, what are the ups and downs before we even get into that? Okay, well, you know what? Before we go into that. Okay. So, what got you to become uh, department head of hair? Um, honestly, I think really being a good key and developing all those skills that mm -hmm. it takes. And I think even as I department head now, I think I'm a better department head than I was in the beginning because... I really realize is that I'm only as good as my team and I am the ultimate motivator. I would rather have a hairstylist that is mediocre mm -hmm. with a great attitude mm -hmm. because I can teach you how to do hair. There's a lot of things that I can teach you how to do, mm -hmm. but I can't give you character. I can't give you motivation. Yeah. I can't make you kind yeah. and I can't make you respectful. All right. So. For me, that's one of the things as I department headed that I figured out because, you know, a lot of times 
in the past like I had I mean trust me I hired a lot of my friends mm-hmm. and that was not always a good idea <laughs> you know because especially sometimes people who know you they don't work as hard for you mm. so I think through trial and error that's something that I've learned about myself and learned what type of person I work best with okay, okay. yeah so what was your first um, job as department head of hair um I'm trying to think. Well, I'd like, I had, I had, I think I, I department headed Malcolm and Eddie back in the day. I think my first department head, oh my goodness, I might have to look that up. I think it was a movie. Don't, I don't want to lie here. Let me get this straight. <laughs> I think it was a little movie. I'm going to look it up. I think it was a little movie called... Let me look this up. I just want to make sure. I don't want to call the wrong name. I think this was... We're checking IMDb. We're checking IMDb because I do not... I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so... Yeah, I'm going to pull it up too. Yeah, I think... Okay, my first actually... My first department head was actually on Just Married. Which I was a personal to Brittany. Yeah. And I was a department head. Okay. But really to me, where I really was my first department head, department head, yeah. was this movie called Catch That Kid. Catch That Kid. And it was about, it had Kristen Stewart in it when she was like a little girl, you know, like the, the girl from um, Twilight. Okay. It was when she was a little girl. And the director, um, he he's a great guy his name is bart and actually he is um um what was i gonna say about bart bart is who is he married to bart is married to i can see her face oh my god I wanna. I'm gonna just run down. Just some, oh my goodness. Oh, do we really have to? Okay, go ahead. Do it. Do just it. Just from it. what I see here. Do it. Do people, it. Do it. Do it. Key hairstylist on the wash. Oh God, we had to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. Okay, so that actually some of that credit's wrong. Actually, I think I was the department head on the wash. Oh, yeah. But the wash was one of those movies like. There was some kind of strike or something going on. Okay. And there was no jobs in town. And I was like, ooh, 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 I got to find a job. I need it. And they were talking about the wash. I was like, I'll do it. I'll mm-hmm. do it. So I ended up going to do the wash. And it's so one of those movies that, like, we had such a good old time <laughs> mm-hmm. doing bet. the watch. We had a really, really good time. I bet. It was really a lot of fun. The movie wasn't very good, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Plus, I But you know what? It was, it, looking back on that movie, it was kind of, kind of classic. It, mm-hmm. You know I mean? We were watching that movie in the barbershop and it was like, yeah, it was kind of funny. It was pretty, you know. Really? Yeah. Looking back on I mean, at that time, I remember thinking like, eh, but now looking back on it, you know like, what? I need funny. to I need to rewatch it. But anyway, I was gonna say also Bart, his wife is Julianne Moore, and it says six degrees of separation. I end up doing her hair on Hunger Games, okay. and getting to see Bart and see their daughter because I remember when she was born when we did catch that kid. Okay. So that's the other thing about this business. You always run into people that you didn't you remember or mm. you know your paths will always cross. Mm-hmm. So always remember that. Mm. 
by you seeing the when the girl was a little kid mm-hmm. and then yeah uh, and she remembers what about biker boys she's a key, key hairstylist on biker boys biker boys i did biker boys with irma um mm, i yeah. think i'll tell you one person and it's so funny i just ran into him okay Derek luke was one oh, of the yeah. first people okay. who like believed me and mm. asked for me mm. and i ran into Derek luke not too long ago okay and it was really great to see him. And, you know, he was somebody who always supported me and championed me mm-hmm. and asked for me. Mm-hmm. So I actually ran into him not too long ago. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's tight. Now, Ray. Ray. What was it like working on Ray? Let me say something. Jamie Foxx was a pivoted person in my career. Mm. Jamie, I'll never forget this. <laughs> So I did this movie with Jamie, a horrible movie, let me say. I did a horrible movie with Jamie. What was it called? Oh my God. I'm going to look. I can't. Okay. I never can remember what the name of this movie is. Bait? Oh, no. Way before that. Oh, no. I'm talking back in the day. So I did this movie with um, Jamie. What was that movie called? I'm looking for it. It might not even be on my IMDb. It's not even on here. I have to. I have to look what it was. I can't. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't see anything. It's not. It's not on my IMDb actually. But I did this movie with Jamie. We were in Regina, Canada. I never even heard of. Regina. I know you don't want to go there. It's a horrible <laughs> little place. Yeah. So. We did this movie, and I remember going to interview with Jamie to go out of town with him. And I, I haven't met, I didn't know Jamie for my can of paint. I just knew that he had a TV show and he was a comedian. Mm-hmm. So basically, Jamie was laying on the couch, interviewing me, eating Cheetos. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Lord, why would I want to go anywhere with him? Mm-hmm. But I was like, I need a job and I need to make some things happen. Mm-hmm. So there we go mm. so off to regina we go mm. it's it's a saskatchewan regina okay that's where we were at so we went there and we made this movie mm. and he has oh the movie's called held up okay yeah i remember that i, I remember did that, that movie okay. him and Neil long yeah and also somebody who i run into now and she's become quite famous is sarah paulson okay i just ran into her on a movie so um jamie was like the first one to really give me a chance and Mm. also let me department head and he believed in me So then when Ray came, he knew, he, the thing about it, he knew he was going to do Ray for like a long time before mm. it happened, like a year. Mm. So, you know, he was getting ready, preparing, studying and everything. And I really wanted to do Ray. I was mm. like, I could just, I knew that was my movie. Mm. You could see it. I could see it. Mm. I could feel it. I could taste it. They wouldn't give me that movie because I didn't really have the credits to do it. Mm. So I was like, well, if I ask my friend... Okay. So I asked one of my really good friends, was she department headed? But I wanted to be really involved. Okay. And she was like, okay, so bet. So we got this movie, Ray, and we worked it together. Her name is Joanne Stafford Cheney. Okay. And we worked Ray. And Ray was such a good opportunity for me in so many ways. Like to work with Jamie, to work with that kind of cast, mm-hmm. to 
to all of it. Like, was that your first period piece? Kind of. That that was basically yes. That was my first period piece, and then also the director who is still somebody who is my hero, and his name is Taylor Hackford. Okay. And he, you know, he's married to Helen Mirren. Mm -hmm. And Taylor is somebody who I learned so many valuable things about film Mm -hmm. and understanding film and and just like training your eye Mm -hmm. to what film is and how people should look. Mm -hmm. And he really taught me so much in the process. Mm And he's like somebody who I'll always look up to. Mm. And you know, when we did Ray, Ray was like an independent. It Mm. wasn't like it was a big studio movie. Later on, Universal bought it and then Mm. it blew up into what it it was. Wow. But Ray was pivotal for me. Mm. Because I noticed, like, uh, what was it, Regina King? Mm -hmm. I heard, you know, her hair, the style, you know, just seeing that movie, that's what led to Dream Girls. There was some stuff in between, okay. but I think I think fundamentally there was, and you know, fundamentally, and during that time too, I worked with another really great man. His name is Robert Stevenson, okay. and he was he always did Sam Jackson, mm-hmm. so he was very pivotal, and I really learned a lot from him about wigs. And honestly, how to be very diplomatic. Robert's very good at that. And now he's retired. Mm. And But he also brought Sam Jackson in my life. Mm. And he taught me about wigs and being diplomatic. And I think from there, that's kind of like what brought Dream Girls to me. Okay. Now, before we even get into Dream Girls, on, I see here that you did Pursuit of Happiness. Yes. Now, was that a wig on Will Smith's hair that made his hair look more. No, that was really that was his real that hair. That was his hair. Okay. That was his hair. Okay. You know, Pursuit is one of those like I call it a special movie. Yeah. Like when you were making it, you could feel it. Yeah. There was just a lot of things that were going right, and you. It's a heartfelt story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the man who the story is about, mm-hmm. who I still consider a friend, Chris mm-hmm. Gardner. Mm-hmm. Like I can still we still talk. Mm-hmm. He's a great great man, and to watch him during those scenes, like. Sometimes he couldn't watch. Mm. And you know, he mm. was really in that bathroom. Right, right. Or he was really that person who was really trying to feed his kid. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all he was trying to do. Right. And in very tough circumstances. So I was blessed in doing that movie and also, you know, be able to work with um, the Smith family. Mm. And, you know, they've been a blessing in, in my career. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I got to meet on that one, um, Thandie Newton. Okay. And, we, and we had yeah. some good times and did some movies together. That was the together. one that played his... Yeah. Played, played his, his wife. The director that left. Right. And, his wife and you know, she's still a friend. Okay. So, you know, those those were pivotal moments in that film. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, I see here, Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, on Pirates, I was in Department Head. But I'm going to tell you something about Pirates. Pirates was a movie for me that I had to audition for. Mm. Because they were looking for a certain caliber of hairstylist. Gotcha. Okay. So I auditioned for Pirates and got the job. So I got to be able to travel to different islands and work. And be in a group of like 25 hairstylists. Wow. But what Pirates taught me was about, you know... Playing well in the sandbox with others, (laughs) being on location with big groups of people. Mm. Also, it taught me how to put on wigs very quickly. Mm. Because when you have to, in the morning, put 25 and 30 wigs on actors, 
you get it done and you learn how to put on a lace piece very fast. So every morning? It's the repetition, yes. Re repetition, 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 repetition. Like I tell people, they like, I wanna come work for you, I wanna come work <laughs> for you. I tell them, you know, first put on, I want you to first put on 100, 100 lace front wigs and then call me and then maybe we can talk. Wow. Because it is the repetition, it's the practice, it's, it's, it's that part of it. And then it's technique also, but it's doing it time after time where it just becomes like you can do it in your sleep. Interesting. Like I could probably put on a lace front, we'll have to test that one day. Mm. I might could probably get it decently on with my eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the repetition, it's the repetition, the repetition. Mm. Just like you know, like when you fade, yeah. you know what it is, you yeah. know what it is, mm -hmm. you know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with putting on lace front wigs. Mm -hmm. Yes. So doing, uh, working on movies like that, you know, there's all these different characters and creatures and this and the third. Right. And then with those wigs added on, then they do the CGI and all that stuff to it. Right. You have to do this every day. Now, a movie like that, how, how, how long is this being filmed? Well, pirates. Month, three the, months. Oh no, pirates! Pirates, because they they shot pirates two and three mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So it was like a year of shooting. I didn't mm -hmm. shoot the whole year mm -hmm. because actually in that time I had a personal tragedy. My best friend had died, mm -hmm. so I, I I missed some some time in and out there. Mm -hmm. But basically, it was a great experience. And honestly, this is the most interesting thing. Some of the people that I bonded with on Pirates mm -hmm. are still some of my best hairdressing friends. Yeah. And it's something about that bond that we did on a hard movie. Because don't get me wrong, working Pirates is hard. It was hard. We, and they, we call ourselves hair winches. Mm. The hair winches. Yeah. So you're, you're in extreme heat. You're getting up at 2, 2 o'clock in the morning. You're on the boat by 3 o'clock to go to location. It's dark. You're mm. on a boat, crashing this way. Every morning. Every morning. It's not nothing. You get there, and by the time the sun's coming up, it's burning hot. Then, when they're filming on the Black Pearl, the boat, you have to go on the Black Pearl. You're on the Black Pearl, but we're on the underneath. And when you're out on the Black Pearl, you don't get to come back to the, go back in. You're on the Black Pearl all day. You have those little crappy box lunches and you were locked up with the whole crew under the boat for, for, for hours for for right the whole shoot for all day because you're basically they want to get out when that sun comes up yeah. till sun goes down and depending how far out you are mm -hmm. it could take an hour to get back in mm. so <laughs> then you have to take off all the wigs and then get on the boat and go back to the hotel because you don't stay awake on the boat because you're so exhausted. And then you're going to get up again at 2 a.m. Okay? Now, something like that, what time is the end of the day? Like, what is the day over? When, well, the sun usually goes down, like, usually, depending on what time of year, 5.36, 6.30. Okay? And you're back up. So, and you're not even, the wigs aren't even taken off. You're exactly. not even back at the hotel yet. Exactly. And you got to be back up. Right. On the boat at 2? Yeah, or three o'clock. That's right, because you got to get it going. Oh yeah. Oh, you wanna you wanna break it down with the real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, but that's what it is. That's the real. <laughs> that's the real. Or like if you're in the scene where we had to be, where they're in water, 
So we had our scuba suits on. Really? Uh, yeah. And we're in the water all day. Really? Oh, get with it. Oh, yeah. You want to talk in the about water? Sunburned, tanned, tired, jellyfish. Oh, you want to get on down with it? Oh, I know all of it. Wow. Okay. It's not glamorous always. But these are the conditions that I learned under. And I learned that going to work, I call myself a soldier. Mm. I'm a soldier. Mm -hmm. This is, I know what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. And I'm going up the mountain and nothing's going to stop me. Mm -hmm. And keeping that focus, that laser focus, that would get you there. It's only a strong mind. Because right. this is not. And this is not going to last forever. This right. is only right now. Right. And you have to know it's a temporary situation, mm -hmm. but this is not for punks. This, this, this ain't this. this you have to be a soldier, right? For to work those kind of yeah, movies, you, you have to be a soldier. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're fun times. Like I just worked a couple of days ago with some of my people. When we see each other, it is so fun. We have so much fun, you know. And we could talk about everything that we did on the islands, riding bike, having lobster parties. We had a lot of fun, but. It is work. So is it uh, uh, like those type of shoots, are they like five days a week? Are you off Saturdays, Sundays? Sometimes they're six days a week. Mm. Sometimes after a while, your body is just like... Uh, oh, oh just, yeah. Just... People get beat down. That's why you have to have strong... I always say, I don't care who you pray to, mm -hmm. but if you're in this business, you better pray to somebody because mm -hmm. you're going to need some help. You're going to need some backup. I don't care if it's... Jesus, mm -hmm. God, Allah, Allah whoever you want to get down to, mm -hmm. you better pray to somebody because you're going to need it. You're going to need some spiritual guidance. <laughs> That's really? what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> really? Um, uh, so when you did Dream Girls, that was, what was the experience like with that? Dream Girls was a pivotal movie. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Dream Girls is funny. Dream Girls is another movie that I have a great story behind. Um, the guy who did Dream Girls, the makeup, his name is Tim Buchanan. He's okay. one of my dearest friends mm -hmm. and like my brother. Mm -hmm. And Tim wanted to do Dream Girls and so did I. We met each, each other like at a, let's say, a barbecue, somebody's house. And he was like, I really want to do Dream Girls. I said, so do I. He said, okay. If you hear something, you call me. Or if I hear mm -hmm. something, I'll call you. Mm -hmm. So basically, honestly, and we still like this to this day, mm -hmm. we synchronized our energies together mm -hmm. to get that movie. Mm -hmm. Because necessarily, I didn't have the biggest resume. He didn't have the biggest resume. But I knew. Dude, to, to do that? I mean, by that time, you But it wasn't. But I'm going to tell you, that movie is a movie. I remember once I got the movie... I remember going in and seeing some of the best hairdressers in town resume on the desk. Oscar winners, Emmy winners. And that's when I really, not I always knew it, but that's when you really know that God is guiding your career. Mm. He's putting you where he wants you to be. Mm. You are his instrument mm. in this circumstances of doing this movie. Mm. And that's one of those movies that I know without the grace of God, there is no way in hell mm -hmm. I would have gotten Dream Girls. Mm -hmm. So you was a hairstylist on that movie? No, I was a department head on Dream Girls. Oh, okay. I see your hair is just you know, hairstylist. Yeah. Oh, department head. Hairstylist. Yeah. 
Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you was the department head of that. You were the right. one that was so like Eddie Murphy's wig. Right. All like all the looks I designed. Mm. So that was a movie that was really pivotal for my career. And I want to say this. I want to backtrack a little bit. In getting that movie, there was a lot of hoops I had to jump through. So they just didn't give it to me. Right. So for the role of Effie, they auditioned girls. I have to tell you, I had met some of the most brilliant singers that you ever want to see. Mm. Like from Broadway, who went to Carnegie Mellon, who all these girls came and auditioned. So we got down to like five girls. So literally, I was doing Pursuit of Happiness in San Francisco, and I was flying myself back to LA to do the camera test for each of those girls. Now they weren't paying for my flight, but I had faith. I had asked God, I want this movie, and I'm going to do the work to get that movie. So mm. I was flying back and forth on my off days coming to LA and doing the camera test for Dream Girls. Now I didn't even I didn't have the job. Mm. But I was like I'm going to keep working and I'm going to keep doing and I'm going to be diligent because I know God's going to open this door for me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, that's that's now that's deep cuz I, I I feel that. Right. So when something like that came about and you got that Right. What did you do? How did you? I mean, I know that you knew that it was nothing but God, but did you break down and cry? Like, you know, when they may have called you on the phone and, you know, you were at home by yourself or whatever. Did you? Um, for me, <laughs> I know this is going to sound crazy. For me, it's always, I know that I'm always in the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember crying. I just remember thinking about, for me, is... How am I going to design this movie? Asking God to, I always call it, I ask God to download the ideas mm. to me. God, show me what I should be going, what direction. And sometimes, like, hairstyles come to me in my sleep. Gotcha. Sometimes, like, I could just look at somebody across the cr- crowd, and it's almost like I don't see anybody else mm. but that person with that hairstyle. And I'm like... Oh my God, that's it. Or I could be watching something on television mm. or I could be looking through, you, you don't even know. I have so many art history books and mm. so many design books and hair books. It's crazy. But through all of that, it's like those ideas come to me or how I can envision how it all will come together and how everybody should look. Mm-hmm. So it's always like being connected to source mm. And, you know, even in my meditation, Mm -hmm. like before we had this conversation, Mm -hmm. I was meditating Mm -hmm. because I meditated on that I could be an open vessel and I could express myself in a way that people could connect to and that I would connect to you Mm -hmm. and that our energies would meet Mm -hmm. and we would have a beautiful exchange. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I'm 100% with that. I, 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 I personally don't, I look at it like God sets things up to be how he wants it to be regardless of what we may want it to be amen and my journey being out here i felt that that god has led me right you know to be able to sit and talk with people and you know just to actually just in my life you know what i mean this is what it is so let's go into norbit Mm, let's talk about the eddie murphy days the eddie murphy days are you up Mm -hmm. Mm. mm-hmm As I'm chewing, 
So, Eddie Murphy was another pivotal person. I love Eddie. Eddie's one of the smartest men I know. Mm. And I don't do Eddie. Mm. But having the opportunity to work on several Eddie Murphy movies. Mm. And plus, the beautiful thing about Eddie Murphy movies were we got to work at home. We did all those movies in L.A. Mm. And I worked with a great director named Brian Robbins. Love, love, love Brian Robbins. Such a sweet, sweet man. Mm. And working on comedy and meeting such great people, because always in Eddie's movies, you always meet such a crossbreed of actors. Mm. And also, I met an actress who was pivotal in my life. Her name is Elizabeth Banks. Okay, okay. So Elizabeth Banks was somebody who also, to this day, is a friend. And um, I'll be doing a movie with her later on this year. Okay, okay. She's directing Charlie's Angels, so. Charlie's Angels. A reboot. So they're bringing that back. So Camille's going to do the reboot with her. Okay, okay. So you just. <laughs> this you, is new information. You, yeah. just, you, just, you just never know, you know, what people are going to do and how it evolved. Mm. People evolve as you evolved in the right, business. Right, right. And we're still really good friends. And also next month, the Beauty with Hollywood Association is giving me like some hairdresser of the year. Mm. And well, congratulations. Thank on that. you. Congratulations. And on that. so she's gonna present to me. Okay. And um, we're crossing our fingers that also Sam Jackson, he's gonna come and present to me my award. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well congratulations Thank on you. that. Congratulations Thank you. Thank you. Um I was noticing here uh, the Secret Life of Bees. Yeah. Department head of of of, of Secret Life of Bees and the Help. Yes. Okay, let's talk about those. The Secret Life of Bees. That was with Alicia Keys. That was Alicia Keys. You know, it was one of those. Alicia was quite famous. And they were like, how are we going to make her look different? How are we going to make her look different? And I was like, well, let's see if we'll put short hair on her. If she'll mm. go for it. Mm-hmm. And Alicia came in and she was like, yeah, I'll do it. Mm. And so, like, creating that little hair, that little afro on her and she didn't even come in with like the superstar attitude right she came in so nice so humble mm-hmm. and it was really great and then after the, i think that was my second movie with jennifer hudson also mm, okay and i think like a lot of people think about her performance in dream girls right. but she did also another really great performance mm. in secret lives of bees okay mm. and just a great female cast ensemble. So I really that was enjoyed. her second movie that she did and Yes. Mm. So I think I think that that was really a great a great movie all around also. And of course Dakota Fanning. Okay. Hands down one of the best Now I knew her name sounded familiar because I saw her name right. on what's it something that's the alienist. Yeah the alienist. Yeah I saw the But I have to say but she was a little you know, girl then. She she Dakota Fanning, when she was a kid, she's still an incredible actress, but one of the the best child actor I ever worked with. Mm. Like, even I remember Queen Latifah would say, this Dakota brings the heat. Mm. That little girl can act. And always very kind, very nice, and very professional. Mm. At such an early age. Good, very parents there, Mm. very good upbringing. Mm. Yep. Now, what about the help? The help, yay. So again, six degrees of separation. Mm -hmm. So as the help was coming together, uh, Octavia Spencer 
She knew she was going to do help. I met Octavia on Coach Carter. Mm. What year was that? Coach Carter? Was that like 2003? Let's look. Coach Carter, 2005. Okay. So I met Octavia on Coach Carter. Okay. And so when the help came around, one of her dearest friends, Tate Taylor, was directing. And she was like, you got to get Camille friend. you got to get Camille friend. So next thing I know, I get the phone call. They were like, can you come in? Can you read the book? So, like, I'm telling you oh, guys. So you have to read the book. You have to read the book. Oh, no, let me book. tell you. You have to stay ready. Mm-hmm. Stay in preparedness. So as soon as I got the phone call, mm-hmm. I went and got the book. Did you know, did you know that... That you should read the book. Your diligence is that read the book. Read the book. Okay. You want the job. You know, for, you know, the thing about it is, you know, what do they say? What's the Bible saying? For much is required. Much is is gained. It's much. I I gotta look it up. Mm -hmm. But I can't. What is it, Camille? For much that is. Basically, if you're asking a lot of God. Mm You better do your own requirement. Mm. So I ask a lot of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Camille has a lot of requirement. Mm-hmm. But here I am, you know, to tell the story. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the good part. So you read the book. I read the book, went in for the interview, and got the job. And then I was off to Greenwood, Mississippi. Greenwood, Mississippi. Greenwood, Mississippi. Well, I've never heard of And you don't want to go to Greenwood, Mississippi. God bless everybody in Greenwood, Mississippi. Well, but... Greenwood, Mississippi is a town that's still segregated in a lot of ways. Okay. So Greenwood, Mississippi was an eye-opening experience for me. Mm. Eye-opening. Okay. Eyes, eyes wide open. <laughs> Going to, because we worked in homes that had black maids in uniform, mm. just like we were filming about the help mm. in the 60s mm. in 2000. You have the same thing. Mm. You have parts where the blacks live on one side of the railroad track and the whites live on the other. Yeah. And now that was that was what less than ten years ago? Yeah. So Wow. Yeah. Two thousand eleven was the help. And they still on that. Bam. Mm. So, you know, it was it was, was extremely hot out there? Extremely hot. Mosquitoes. All, all of the above. <laughs> but I had the best time doing the help. Hmm. All the women in the movie were extraordinary. You have, you know, Viola Davis. Hmm. You have Emma Stone was on her way coming up. You had Octavia Spencer, Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica Chastain. Um, you just, uh, J- Allison Janney, who's up for an Academy Award right now. Hmm. All these great, beautiful women in this movie. So it was a great, a great point in my life. Now, when these types of movies are being filmed, do you yeah. suspect or even like, yeah, I, I see that person getting, you know, winning an Oscar or whatever. Do you notice these types of things during the filming of these movies? Or are you just kind of so engulfed in the work that you just make sure your job is done I mean you always know when somebody's bringing like a great performance mm-hmm. you know like I can tell you 
that Viola Davis can break your heart on camera. Mm. Like she's an actress. If I look at the monitor, if she's in certain scenes, I'm going to be crying. Mm. But I call it, she's bringing the heat. Mm. And that's why you, in her roles, that's why she gets nominated mm. time after time after time again, because she brings that kind of passion mm. to it. Mm. So that's, that's a big part of it. Django. So Department actually, head of Django. I'll tell you, actually the help led me to Django. Okay. Because I did such a good job on the help. The people who did the help, the producers, they knew Quentin Tarantino okay. and Stacy Shear, his producers, and they found out about me and called me in for an interview. So an opportunity to work with Quentin Tarantino is like winning the lottery. An opportunity. Yes. To have an interview. Yes. Because Quentin is a quintessential, one of the best American filmmakers we have. Mm. He is different, he is quirky, and he has made classic American films that people will never forget. And his sense of style is like no one else. Right, right. Like absolutely no right, one else. Right, right. So for me to have the opportunity to go do a Quentin Tarantino movie. Right. I was praying to God, Allah, Buddha, on my knees, meditating, mm. praying, mm. prayer circles, calling my mother, mm. Mommy, do you still have me on the prayer list? Mm. Mommy, are you praying for me? Because mm -hmm. you got to call on everybody sometime. Mm. Mm. So, and then I met with them and they talked to me and they were worried about, like, they were like, um, you know, in the script that, you know, there's a lot of the N word. I said, I know. Mm -hmm. They were like, are you okay with that? I said, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and they were like, really? I said, listen, this is art. Right. This, this, is a, this isn't a personal friction on me. Right. This is art. Right. We're telling a story. Right. I want to be a part of that process. Mm. So, and also in knowing Sam Jackson, my whole career, mm. I heard him for years talk about Quentin. Mm. So going into that movie, I knew that I was going to department headed, but also Sam's people had contacted me about doing him. So I was like, bet I got it. Okay. So this was when you got contacted about doing, um, uh, 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 Samuel Jackson, uh -huh. that was before you knew you got the department head. No, actually it was after. Okay. And I remember talking to him and I said, Oh, they've already talked to me about doing it. He was like, well, perfect. So it was it was my opportunity to work with Sam again. Mm. And then it also it was my opportunity to work with Carrie Washington again mm. because I hadn't worked with Carrie since Ray. Mm. Right, 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 yeah. right. So Samuel Jackson, that that was the the wig piece. Yeah. The makeup. Yes. <laughs> I, I just see that. I mean, so what was your 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 what was going through your head to say, okay, we, you know what, I wanna make his I wanna make him look like this. Well, that that one's a long story, but initially it was really something that Sam wanted to do. He wanted him to look really old, mm. and you know, older than he actually was, mm. because he changed all his physical 
characteristics about his walk yeah. and everything. If you watch that movie, all his subtleties and everything, you know, that's yeah. like right there. That's um, Sam Jackson masterclass yeah. in that one. If you mm. really, really watch his, mm -hmm. his performance. Mm -hmm. So he wanted something to match. So that's why we went in with like the snow white hair and mm -hmm. how we we darkened him and you know brought out all the lines and he had prosthetic pieces on wow. all of that to get him to his character wow. and you know like he's I'm telling you some of the scenes that did make the movie mm -hmm. he is so scary yeah it was like <laughs> really? Really? yeah oh no he he was had like creepy. It. It was like... he was creepy and scary oh there's some scenes that didn't make the movie I'm like you gotta be kidding me like people like after he would finish people be clapping Really? After they yell cut because, you know, he brought it. Really? He brought the heat really? on that. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 so in the beginning of the movie, before Jamie Foxx got the haircut, it was like a bushy afro. Right. Whatever. What made, um, when he did get the haircut, was it, it wasn't a fro, but it was cut down. Right. Um... Now, me as as a barber, mm -hmm. seeing that, it was like, okay, it was cut down, but the lining was still there. Mm -hmm. And we know that back then, in those days, there weren't, there weren't linings mm -hmm. like that. Oh, that's a, I'm glad you caught that. And we're going to talk about that right yeah, now. I'm going to tell, tell it. Because. I'm going to tell it. And I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. So, okay. of course, he starts off with the wig. Yes. You know, when he's the slave, Django, mm -hmm. he starts to wake, and then he goes to his other look. Yeah. So, now I'll be really honest. Mm -hmm. He never should have had a line like that. Right. But that's what Jamie wanted. Mm. So, okay. that's what Jamie wanted, and that's how he wanted to look. Okay. So, that was one of those compromises mm. where... If you look at everybody else in the movie, mm -hmm. they didn't have all them slides mm -hmm. because the line wasn't that sharp at that period. Yeah, no. It shouldn't have been that way. No, yeah. But, you know, sometimes you have to do what your actor wants mm -hmm. and all you can do is advise them, mm -hmm. you know, this is not the way it should be, mm -hmm. but that was his choice. Okay, okay. Well, like, you know, you can't, you can't knock that. That's what he exactly. wanted. Okay. And you know, right. And, and then you go from there. Right. But just looking, you know, me being a barber and no, and, and you, I'm looking at that and I'm like, I, I feel it. I'm like, but that's, I'm like, I feel how his hair was thick in the beginning, right. but then he got the haircut and it was the line and it was like, no, and you, know. listen, you are a, you are a thousand percent yeah. correct. And I love you for being that yeah. observant because yeah. that that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Um, so from there, it just started. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm going through an. You can skip some. Yeah, but you know, Hunger Games, Captain America. <laughs> I mean, you know, both Hunger Games. What, what was it? Two Hunger Games. I did Hunger Games. It's called Mockingjay, Part One and Two, right. but it's the last installment of Hunger Games. Okay. Mm hmm So she did Hunger Games. Part one and two. Mockingjay. Mockingjay. Mocking part one and two. Mockingjay. Part one and two. Captain America. The Hateful Eight. Now, The Hateful Eight. That was kind of like. Was the Quentin Tarantino do that too? It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. How did that come about? After you did Django, did you have to go for another interview? He just was like. I'm very blessed at this point in my career. Mm -hmm. I'm usually booked twelve to eighteen months in advance. Wow. So you're already booked for another year and a half. I know what I'm doing to the end of 2000. 
What are we in now? It's 2018. I know what I'm doing till the middle of 2019. Wow. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, things come and go and change. But as a whole, filmmakers call me Mm -hmm. and they at least book me six to eight months in advance. Wow. So I know what I'm doing. Wow. Which is a blessing. 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 Yes. 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 Definitely. And, And the thing and the good thing about that is that you acknowledge that. You know, that's the good thing about it. And that's what I've picked up in this interview is the fact that you acknowledge that. You don't, you know, some people, yeah, I did, 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 but you Mm. know. Oh, no, I know. You know that this is nothing but God that's just been waving his hand over you. God, grace, his mercy, his favor, and his hand upon my life is Mm. why Camille Yvette Friend Mm. is here right now. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Now, I, I just want to say how I met Camille. Um, I went to a, what was it, a, the, the panel, what was Did that? you go to the... Um, it was that September of 2015. You went to, what was I doing? He was like on a panel. Did you go to the, um, what was it called? I, I know, I know. You, you know, went to the, um, oh my God, I can't call what it was Something dealing with TV and film. The symposium. Yeah, the symposium. The symposium, yes. Yeah, I went to, I went to the symposium. And it was you up there. Was was Irma up there too? Mm-mm. Okay, it was some other black woman up mm-hmm. there. And I remember looking like black women up here, you know, talking and expressing themselves and in the business. And, you know, I'm like, this is where I want to be. You know, these are the people that I need to know. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, you were just so, you know what I'm saying, like heartwarming to me, you know what I mean? And I appreciate you for that, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes in a position like that, you'd be like, ah, get away from me, you know, or whatever. But now that I see that, you know, you know that God is over you and you're, you know what I'm saying, you you know that, you know, the energy you put out is the energy you get back. Oh, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And so it kind of becomes a... Oh, you know what's interesting? I'll, I'll say this about the symposium. Symposium was a changing point for me also. Really? I found out to another one of my gifts besides doing hair, and that's actually public speaking. Mm. It's being on panels, talking passionately about what we do. Mm. Also is the education that I do. I'll talk about it. I have my company which is called Hair Scholars. Hair Scholars. Make right. sure you follow that on Instagram. What's follow this? on Instagram, Hair Scholars. Hair Scholars. Hair Scholars on Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of it is that I really found out that teaching is my passion. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love teaching. I love giving back and I love teaching people about this craft and what and what and what we do in this craft. And mm-hmm. Go to Hair Scholars. We have two classes. We have a class, two classes in March. We have a wig class in March. And then we're doing actually, I'll call it a barber class. But mm-hmm. what we're teaching is toupees okay. and, and wigs okay. and, you know, man weaves, how we do them Hollywood style. I need to probably get into that. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do that. So mm-hmm. I found out. The two, there's two things else I like to do. So I like to public speak and be on panels. Mm-hmm. And also I like being an educator. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that came out of the symposium and that kind of hatched my dream into doing that also. Okay. Um, 
I'm gonna ask you just you know one one more question. Well, before we get out, okay. Of here, how does it feel? To well, before we do that, how was it with Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy one and two? How was the the uh, um, the characters, I guess, and the makeup—not the makeup, but the hair, the prosthetics, the pro- and yeah, the hair. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how was how was that? Because there was well, a lot of like, creatures and stuff in there, wasn't, wasn't it? Yeah, Guardians was—I'll put it this way: um, Black Panther is my sixth Marvel movie. Here we go. And you know, I feel really, really blessed to work for Marvel. Marvel's been a great company; it's a great, a great blessing for me. Marvel expects excellent people who work for Marvel at the, at the top of their game. So it's really a prestigious club to be in. Mm. So Guardians is a movie, like most Marvel movies, Marvel, you don't tell what movies you want to do in the Marvel world. Mm. Marvel comes and says, Camille, would you like to do blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yes, I like to do blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they're like, okay. And how they do it, it's very personal. The vice president of physical development, he comes, he calls you, mm-hmm. not some producer. Mm-hmm. The vice president calls you. Mm-hmm. One of the vice presidents who run that area mm-hmm. of Marvel calls you mm-hmm. and they talk to you. Mm-hmm. If you have an issue, you can call them mm-hmm. or you can email them or you can text them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very different than most. Like if you work for a Sony, you're not talking to the vice president. Mm-hmm. But at Marvel, that's how they run it. Okay. Like, they know your name. Okay. So, that's the difference. So, they talked to me about doing Guardians. And I was like, sure. I watched the first one. And I actually... And that's one movie that I actually had to interview for. Okay. So, you didn't do the first one? I didn't do the first one. They did the first one in London. Okay. And, um... We still have tape. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's digital. Yeah. You didn't tape. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> and I went and met the director, James Gunn. And I have a love affair with James Gunn. Okay. I love, 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 love James Gunn. Okay. <laughs> Part of the reason I love him, he's super, super smart. He's so prepared. Okay. There's not a question about that script that you can you can't ask him that he doesn't know. He has a definitive answer for you. And one thing Guardians allowed me as a hairdresser, it really stretched me. Because I had to do things and create things that I was like, I don't know how we're going to do this, mm. but we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what I call Guardians is called research and development. Mm. Like, how are we going to get to this look? Because mm-hmm. it's not something you can go by. It's not something necessarily that you've seen before, but mm. it's like, how are we going to get to this? Mm-hmm. So that's what was really fun about Guardians. And Honestly, I mean, Guardians is a movie that's been, even to this day, like I told you earlier, we were talking, like, we made it to the top seven films of this year for the Oscars. So we got to do something which is called the Bake Off. And with the Bake Off, you get to go and you get to present your movie to the Academy. And so it was a great day. We got to go and we got to, they show a clip of your movie. And then the mediator talks to you on stage and then people ask you questions about your movie. Okay. So it was really nice. And then my family was there. My yeah. mother so was they there. Show the movie. They, sh- they show the movie. They show a 10-minute clip. Okay. And so it was it was beautiful. Like, my mother came in. My mm-hmm. brother was there. All my peeps was there. Mm-hmm. I showed you pictures of my mm-hmm. godsons. Yeah, yeah. So 
it was a really proud moment that I got to be a part of that. Plus, two years ago, I got voted into the Academy. Okay. So I'm also Academy member, and that's a great mm. honor to be an Academy member. So you were nominated? Well, we didn't get nominated. Okay. We okay. didn't make the nominations. Okay. Next year, Black okay. Panther. Okay. Black Panther. We're going to, okay. Jesus, Black Panther. We'll okay. Hopefully, we'll get the nomination for that. But it was great because to me this was like a child. This was a this was the trial run. Mm. God's getting me ready. So next mm. year, we'll be right there where we need to be. Mm. But it was the greatest opportunity to get to present my movie to the Academy. Okay. And okay. you know, and like two years ago, I just got into the Academy, which mm. you have to be voted into the Academy. Okay. And it's a great honor to be in the Academy mm. and to sit to sit there and do that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, one more question before we go. Ask me. Um, Who could ask me? What led you to, well, like you said, you were asked to do Black Panther. Mm-hmm. What was it like, you know, just doing the hair for that movie? Black Panther, when I read the script, I remember, I'll tell you, I read the script and I was having surgery. Mm. And I knew I was going to have surgery. So I just started praying to God as I was recouping and laying around to really open my mind to where it hasn't been before. Mm. So I could take this movie that was going to be a pivotal movie for people of color in this world that I could demonstrate in my small way, the hair of something of such greatness. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what the hairstyle is. I see it on Monday. I'm going to the premiere on Monday. So I'm really excited. And I mean, Skip, it's been a great, I mean, so many great opportunities happened to me. Like, I mean, I think I've done like 15 interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna be because on, of this movie. Because of this movie, that's you know so many people like just being so kind, just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people that I'm exposed to, um, that I wouldn't have got the exposure of this. You know, just uh, doing any old movie. So like even doing like Captain America or anything like this. This is, this is different. This is like yeah. this is like next level. Yeah. Where people are looking for me, like people, other people calling me up saying, "Hey, I know so and so who's over at Teen Vogue, and she's looking for you. Can I give her your phone number?" Really? Because <laughs> people are like, they "Oh, want that style, right?" Not even that. They're calling me for interviews, mm, you know, wow. or people like hitting me on Instagram. How did you get to do do do? How did you do 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 do? And wow. like even like a lot of hair and makeup people. It's renewed people's faith in that they could be in this business and they can do it at that level. Wow. But as I want to say something, though, mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out here. A lot of people have been hitting me up on Facebook and Instagram, and I love and appreciate it. But I want to say this. When you hit people up, there's a certain <laughs> protocol and mm-hmm. how you speak to people. Mm-hmm. So when you hit me up and say, hey, you need me on, my, on your team. Mm, no, I really don't need you on, your te- on my team. I got a great team. Mm. It's all about protocol. Mm. Well, the way you talk to somebody is 
Hi, Camille. How are you? Mm-hmm. I'm Skip. Mm-hmm. Very nice to meet you. I am a barber, and mm-hmm. I'm interested in being getting to know you and being working in the industry. Do you have anything that you might want to say to guide me? Mm-hmm. Don't just be like, or this one guy hit me up. You need, you need me. I'm a, I'm a good barber. Well, I have to tell you something. <laughs> I don't need you because I have excellent barbers, mm-hmm. and I have excellent hairstylist mm. so I don't really need good because good is not where I mm. I manifest I manifest in excellence mm. so that's the difference between me and you mm. so <laughs> so when people comment or make so like yes. that, do you respond back oh or? yeah I respond back mm. and some people like it some people don't mm. but there's a certain protocol to all of this mm. there's a certain way that you speak to people and I say people be kind be nice be thoughtful mm-hmm. before you just start typing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I do respond. I actually respond myself, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I have right now about 10 people I mentor. Mm-hmm. But I take on people who I feel are already on the career path. Mm-hmm. And when I mentor you, it doesn't mean you're coming to work for me. Because right. you're not because you're not ready. Right. <laughs> and you need to you need to be on your journey on mm-hmm. your little car right. doing your thing right. but I'm here to help and guide you right you know I can teach you so many things and just over the phone when you don't know what to do I can give you the answer mm. I can help you with your contracts I can help you get paid mm. I can I can help you know what to put in your kit mm. or if you don't have a blah 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 I'm like oh Go, go to my storage. I got about five of them. Mm. You can have it. Because mm. I got it like that. Because mm-hmm. I have so m- many things. Mm-hmm. So I have so many tools that I can pass along to you. Mm. So I like to be a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. And I like to help people on their journey. And I have about 10 people right now mm. that I'm... But it's usually, for me, it's more of anything. It's a heart connection. Right. Right. Like me and you, mm-hmm. it's not, I, you're a great barber, mm-hmm. but it's how I feel about you in my heart. Right. So when I connect with people with my heart, mm-hmm. that's how I like to connect. True. When True. you're yelling at me, I'm the best, I'm the one, you're coming at with me with all ego. Mm-hmm. And I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. come to me and you're just yourself, mm-hmm. that's that's who I want to meet. Right. Because I'm I'm literally, I'm Camille. Right. I'm Camille from Tempe, Arizona. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do all of those things, but I'm still very connected. My heart is connected to my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my heart is connected to my friends. Mm-hmm. My heart is connected to my man. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that make me, that's what make Camille Camille. Yeah. And my heart is connected ultimately to God. Yeah. So yeah. that's, don't let all the shiny stuff fool you. Mm-hmm. That's what the core is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honored and I'm I'm blessed to even be sitting here with you. Listen, you know what I'm saying? It's all good. No, 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 but I'm just saying I'm I'm honored. I'm blessed to even be sitting here with you. I appreciate you. I thank you. Oh, thank you for sitting you. here with me. You know what I mean? To to you know lounging with Skip. Lounging with Skip. <laughs> I mean, and literally we are lounging. Listen, I'm we telling you, we are here drinking some beautiful wine yes. from Napa. From yes. let's let me give a shout out to the Brown Estate. 
the winery. They are a black owned winery. Mm. Get online, order you some beautiful wine from the Brown Estate in okay. Napa. We are here having some beautiful goat cheese <laughs> and some cranberries and crackers. Mm. So we are literally here lounging. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. that's the way you do it. Yes, and I appreciate you, my thank you, Camille. And thank you, Skip. You know thank you. So until next time, you're lounging with Skip. Peace. Peace. <laughs>